0: Welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Want to support Theatre in the Now? Head on over to patreon.com slash Now and become a patron of the website today. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, so you never miss an episode. And as always, follow us on
1: Twitter and visit TheaterInTheNow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Here today with Sophie Mishowski and Caitlin Farley. How are you ladies? Great. Good. Enjoying
0: Thanks. the sun.
2: Yeah. Yes. We sat outside at uh Harold Square today, enjoyed it. Yeah. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. Soaked it up.
0: People watching?
2: Yeah. yeah. Mostly just gazing into each other's eyes. <laughs> oh. Eating lunch, <laughs> you know. As you do. It- oh is?
0: <laughs> In Harold Square, yeah. Great great yeah. location too.
2: Most definitely.
0: So, welcome to <laughs> Block Talk. Thanks for coming and joining. Thank
2: you for having us.
0: So, we are here to talk about your upcoming production. Yes. So, let's plug the show, give them the facts about it, and then we'll talk more about it soon.
2: Great. Show, so, the show is called P by Molly Smith Metzler. It is a comedy, juicy, full of, uh, well, we'll talk about that later, but uh, it is on June 16th, 17th, and 18th running at Westbeth Community Room, Westbeth Center for the Arts, um, and that's in the West Village on Bethune and Washington Street.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So before we talk about the show, let's learn about you both. So Mm -hmm. where are you from?
1: Who (laughs) wants to go first? I I will go first. (laughs) Um, I am from a Small city in southern Ontario. So I am Canadian. All right. Hey. And as the Molson campaign says, you guys probably don't know that here in America. But I, don't I don't know, know what that is now. There's a big campaign by Molson that always went, "I am Canadian." Anyway, I dig that. So I'm Canadian, and um, I, I've been in New York for about three and a half years now, almost four years
2: in August. Yeah. So exciting.
0: And Sophie.
2: <laughs> I'm from Portland, Oregon. And I also have been here for, it'll be four years in September.
1: <laughs> we were meant to be. Yeah, we really were. <laughs> so let's
0: talk about your journey to New York. So before coming to New York, you went to school probably. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to school?
2: I went to school in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City University, home of uh, Kristen Chenoweth and Kelly O'Hara. So um, just gonna
0: drop some names you knew me to pick I up? I
2: most definitely did. They okay. were also in my sorority, Gamma Phi Beta. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and
1: Caitlin. <laughs> I did not have a sorority, um, but I lived in Toronto before moving to New York and went to the Randolph Academy for the Performing Arts. Um, yeah. And then I came to New York for a school as well. I went to uh, the Tom Ruff Conservatory.
2: So that's how I got here. Fantastic. And then I stayed because I liked it so much.
0: <laughs> and Sophie. What, what brought you to New York?
2: Oh, I um So I was between moving to New York and Chicago. I wanted to do theater, and um, something about New York just called me here. So I told myself that I would come and I would try it out and see if I liked it, and I never left.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. So both have been here for, for about four years. Mm-hmm. How did you meet? <laughs> yes.
2: Okay, yes. I love this story. We were at an audition, a stage combat audition. Mm hmm for um marvel marvel they're like superhero in the park show yeah and this Cause, it was because you do you yeah know? It was like <laughs> a three musketeers type thing yeah and they were looking for some oh yeah strong Bush females yeah, um and we both got cut at the same time <laughs> and this was all the way out in queens like on the water so we started at yeah. yeah, the circus warehouse right mm-hmm. so uh we left and we were walking the same direction and I think I just asked you a question yeah. about something as we
1: went. And then we kind of just kept walking together. And I, I mentioned, like, how far I had to go. And it was such a nice day. And we were talking about that. And then you were like, well, you know, I'll just go with you in that direction. I, I have time to kill. And I was like, great. I'd love to have company. And yeah. So we kind of just kept walking and ended up being like, oh, that's a cute coffee place. Let's stop and get coffee. Uh-huh. So we stopped and got iced coffee because it was one of the first warm, like a random, one of those random warm days in yeah, February. Yeah, beautiful
2: sunny day in February. So we got coffee. We actually ended up talking for two hours. And that's when we started talking about LMNOP and creating our own work. And um, we just kind of jived. We're both cancers. And <laughs> we just like, we speak the same language. And we were like, this person's really cool. So um That was our first meeting and then actually the next week we were planning LMNOP. So we kind of just took a risk in our friendship and our uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. So you went
0: on a date and you're still dating.
2: We're, We're still yes. dating. It's going
1: really well. We made decisions quickly, but we aren't regretting any of them. That's <laughs> <So, so laughs> true, the, actually. You're
0: in the puppy uh, love phase, or ha- the honeymoon phase, and mm-hmm. still loving it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, though. We've been through some ups and downs together, yeah. but our communication skills are... <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no. <laughs> I didn't mean to look surprised. No, we have.
2: <laughs> but it's,
1: uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's, We've just kind of taken everything in stride. And when one of us is kind of having a, oh my gosh, kind of day, we we tend to be able to talk each other into the next thing, up or down, wherever direction we need to be moving yeah.
0: So So what came first, the company or the play?
2: The play. Um, It's one of the things that we talked about in our first conversation together. Um, I had just read it. A friend of mine, Grayson Heil, did it in Chicago and told me that she thought I would like it. I just finished reading it and then I sent it to Caitlin that day. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, we had both talked about creating our own work a lot and with other friends and at different times and I had talked about it with a bunch of people but it ended up just kind of being that thing that's like, oh yeah, this is a great idea but nobody really committed to it. And she just had this energy I knew, like if I also read this and want to do it, like, this person is going to commit to it with me. (laughs) And she sent it to me that night and I think I read it that night. You did. And I didn't expect to. Like just sit and finish it. I plowed through it and emailed her and I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that's all I wrote was yes. <laughs> so.
0: so let's talk about OP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who wants to give it a little summary?
2: <laughs> so we're laughing because <laughs> creating our elevator pitch was a really hard thing for us because we can talk about this play nonstop. Um, we're, we're but OP is set in present day Martha's Vineyard. Um, I play a personal assistant to a very wealthy trophy wife whose life is about to go to S-H-I-T, shiitake mushrooms. Um, and uh, Caitlin plays. I,
1: I play Devon, who is Simone's sister. and I'm, I'm Simone. Yes. <laughs> Did you say you? Said I didn't. didn't. Oh, okay. So she plays Simone, and um, I'm, I play her sister, Devon, who kind of crashes this lifestyle for the weekend. I'm, you know, fr- we're from Buffalo, but, like, I'm still very, like, chill and, and relaxed in that kind of whatever kind of way and come into this world that I don't know and it's supposed to be a sister's weekend that gets collided with, you know, the actual world in a
2: very interesting way. Yeah, so it's a comedy. It, it'll leave you rolling on the floor, but it touches subjects like um, culture class and status and... Um, Uh, really sensitive topics that are important to talk about, but it's fun to see presented in a lighthearted way. Um, And and they surprise you in the show. Yeah, because the the manner
1: around it and the world and the comedy of this world and, and those differences in status and stuff are what make it so funny. But the topic isn't light. It's still given the gravity it needs to have, but because it's placed in the scenario... I think it catches everyone off guard and then you really pay attention to it. Definitely. Which is why I love the show so much. Me too. Um, But it it deals with these three strong women who have difficult choices that they've made or need to make. And what that means to each of them in in the
2: worlds they're in or in the world they want to be in. And in the relationships that they all have to each other. Yeah.
1: So
0: how did you compile your creative team?
2: So uh, the two of us being actors in the show, as well as producers, um, we, <laughs> we cast ourselves. And um, then we worked with my good friend, Rebecca Lagore, who works at Liz Lewis Casting. So she set up this awesome round of auditions for us. And um, people came from around the city and we were really impressed. So we actually got all of our top choices for the cast. Our director Lola Mm -hmm. is a friend of Caitlin's from school. Yeah, we went to uh,
1: the conservatory here in New York together, and um, we did interview. Like we we talked to a couple different people about the show. Um, I had an idea about Lola from the get go because I just I the subject matter I thought she could make really potent and find the fun in it, which I was I was worried about because I knew that was what was we really needed from the director was to bring that out for everybody um and we've all had a riot like the actors are great at finding it themselves as well so it's yeah. just been a riot in rehearsals many days but um yeah I had this idea about Lola from the get-go and then she came in with these ideas that made us think about the play even more yeah in a kind of new way. way and we we're like yes <laughs> it just expanded the world so much so there was kind of you know, we loved everybody, but the yeah. the, the non hesitation in talking to her was just yes.
2: And then the rest of the team, it's been really cool because we we started with this idea, and then all of these people wanted to jump on board. So, a friend of mine, Jenna Connor, offered to do costumes, and she's super talented. And mm-hmm. um, another friend of Lola and
1: mine, um, Izzy Gray, is actually doing our set design, and she jumped on board for that as well. So, it's been really awesome. Yeah. The. Love we have from our our friends, I guess, is just, it's also a...
0: So what are the biggest struggles of acting and producing simultaneously?
2: Oh, we were talking about this today! Were you? Funny, you mm-hmm. should mention that. Um, it's compartmentalizing in your brain. Um, there will be times in rehearsal where I'm in the middle of the scene and my producer brain will pop up and be like, oh, you need to write that down and buy that prop or something like that. Um, but the, the biggest thing I've been learning is being able to manage both at different times. Um, so when we're in rehearsal, Lola's in charge and we are working together as a group, but we are actors and we are turning on the creative juices. And then when we are outside rehearsal is when we can talk about money and like props and sets and logistics. I
1: literally was going to use some of those words. That, that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. So Why sh-
0: this play now?
1: Um, <laughs> um... I think, for me, it kind of lends from the in- the environment we're in, nobody wants to go, like, I'm going to see something serious. We're getting way too much of that shit anyway. So the fact that we can deliver things that are important and maybe not the things we're being bashed at- over the head with right now anyway... Um, in terms of like politics and things, we're dealing with very important stuff and important messages. And I think with the the women's rights and the marches that have happened, um, our show really hits on what it means to be a woman and what it means to make certain choices about career and life and and children and relationships. Um, Without
2: throwing it in your face yeah. and saying this is a show about women.
1: Yeah, because it's that's that's exactly it. There's Which is also like of the do, but that's a not comedy. What it's Right, We have two very strong, amazing gentlemen that support the show as well. I need to mention them because They're brilliant. It makes, like, it, without them, it, the show's not the same. It makes the dynamics and those relationships very clear and the relationships to
2: these gentlemen. Um, it's important in this show to, to look at your perspective about people and um, your immediate judgments and then how they change after you understand their story. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something we need now to present
1: it in this way that is it lets people in unaware like with it's that comedy it's accessible it's very accessible and it's just it's a story it's these people it is these these lives that i think really hopefully will make everybody think about their own and just have a new perspective on situations even if they don't have an experience with it themselves
0: nice so playing sisters <laughs> and being Co-producers, <laughs> have you learned everything there is to know about each other?
2: <laughs> it's funny because our lives, um, at least our adult lives, we've found have had this similar uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm. The first time we met, we we're like, "Oh my God, you've lived my life," or like, "I've lived." Oh, that, that part happened of your to life. me too. Yeah. I totally many, get so it. Many so many
1: times over that there was kind of this.
2: <laughs> understanding right away but I think we've we've learned a lot about each other just like in details about lives and everything but I think the biggest things we've been learning has been like our understanding of just um, the way that we work as people because we're very similar mm-hmm. like we have enough differences where we don't kill each other <laughs> yeah.
1: and we can but, balance each other out those differences I find like when I would will blab on in like a Writ- written word thing she's like okay we're gonna edit this and this and I'm like great because I don't know how to censor that stuff I'm not I, I it takes me forever to do that and she'll make decisions like that it's so the ways that we've balanced each other have been just as interesting to learn inter- as the things that make us are similar and, and so sisterly yeah really it's really fun yeah I like you and I like you too <laughs> so,
0: let's let, let's see if we have like the um, how similar you two are Uh-oh. who are some of your theater inspirations
2: that's such a hard question I'm bad at them too (laughs) see we're so similar (laughs) Um, without giving you a a name I just think anytime I go see someone who cuts the BS and will tell me a story and get down to the nitty gritty um, and make me laugh and cry in the same day I dig them Mm Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm struggling to give you a name right now, to be completely honest. Caitlin Farley. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Cheesy. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I, I
1: love what she said about the, the no bullshit thing. It's really inspiring to also watch people have fun on stage and in film and, and what they're doing and the choices they make. I think I was just having a conversation um, with people last night about David Tennant because that guy just makes choices and has fun and does things and he's brilliant I really I really do find him brilliant every time I've watched him so it's just that's a name I can think of right now but it's <laughs> because he is so sincere and genuine and I love that in the no bullshit sense but then he also just lets himself have fun which I really admire and, and would like for myself a lot more,
2: mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. I guess the most recent thing I saw that inspired me was A Doll's House Part 2. Mm. Because it similar to LMNOP, um, you go kind of expecting to have a laugh or whatever, and then suddenly they're dropping these life truth bombs on you mm-hmm. in this nonchalant way. And you're like, okay, this is life. This is everything. So that was the most recent thing that inspired me.
0: Do you guys have any dream roles?
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, let's see how many similarities you have here.
2: Oh, uh, well, we I both re- think... We wanted both to do Kathy in last five years. Yeah, so we, we were like, ugh. Um,
0: Switch off every other performance.
1: <laughs> I, th- in I red. think that was my yeah my <laughs> answer to this, this problem, yeah. <laughs> because it was something we would viably be able to produce in the next little while. It's not a huge production, or it doesn't have to be. So yeah, I think that was our solution. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we were also mentioned that today that in a lot of ways we're not very similar casting, yeah. in in many ways. But there's um,
2: I want to do Molly and Peter in the Starcatcher so badly. Oh, I love her.
0: You put it out in the universe. universe I'm putting listening. it out in yeah.
1: podcastiverse. Yeah. Okay. Podcastiverse. Um. <laughs> a, well, probably my oldest dream role that like I've had for a long time, other than like kind of stereotypical things would be The Baker's Wife in the in Into the Woods. I know yeah. it's become more culturally aware and, and a thing, I guess, in the last couple of years. But I, I think since I was 16, I was like, I get her. I, I love could, that. I could play the role. Although I've now seen some of the stuff from the original The Baker's Wife musical, and I also love that, too. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I kind of can't wait till those leading lady things come along, because it's fun. Right?
0: Do you have anyone you want to work with that you've yet to work with?
1: David Tennant. <laughs> Universe, I'll leave that one to you. Um, I mean, there's friends of mine that I'd love to bring into projects all the time. Um, <laughs> I, We're like, bad at these questions. Can viably think to I mean, dream work with there's a sure, million go people. With it. I honestly would... I do film and stage combat as well. Um, I'm working towards my advanced certification this year. And um, so, like, my dream stuff would just to be, like, put me in the Marvel universe. I want to be in there somewhere. I want to yeah. kick butt and, and do those things, and that's what I'm learning to do, so...
0: As a new character or someone who's already been created?
1: I mean, Black Widow would be great, but she has been created.
0: You um, <laughs> can to the origin version. I was...
1: Th- right? Yeah, but they would origin of like a young black widow would be way more interesting and I'm I'm, you know of her as a kid from that (laughs) point would be such a good story by the way universe um (laughs) keep talking to the universe um but I really like I I have this lovely span of I want to do Shakespeare and I would love to work with the public theater um in those productions um because they're always just doing something interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. And I actually feel the same way. Yeah. They're
1: just, there's always something going on that I'm like, I didn't think of that before. And mm-hmm. like, and the extremes that I love, I kind of joke that I love the extremes of theater. I, I like combat. It's like I've heightened that. And uh, musicals are heightened this. Yeah. And Shakespeare's heightened language. And it's just I'm like, yeah, that's the fun stuff. I mean, that, this is, I guess none of those things, but it's so fun as well because it's heightened. It matters. It is heightened yeah. and fun.
0: How do you stay theatrically active?
2: In life? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this year when I, I, last year I was working on Disney Cruise Line and um, we were performing every single day. And when I got back, I told myself I wanted to dig myself into juicy projects and um, something that would push me creatively and artistically. Um, so for me, what I do is if I'm not in a class or working on a project, I find it or create it. So I found this awesome film earlier this year that I wanted to be a part of. Um, it was a feature film and we shot it in Syracuse. It's a murder mystery. Um, and that was a new cool thing that I that pushed me. And then when things were dry, I read LMNOP and I wanted to do it. And so... This is a new kind of thing of like, all right, if if I'm not doing anything work-wise, then I'm going to push myself by creating my own work. So, I guess I can answer you now say by saying I produce my own shows.
0: That's a good answer.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a new awesome answer. I like it. It's kind of fun to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about you?
1: Um, I mean... In the same way, I can say that as well. I also, I'm, I keep up with um, like voice lessons. I always just want to make sure I'm singing. Um, you should always be working on something. Yeah, and should so always new be learning and new things that challenge and teach me things. Yeah, and that's why I like, you know, the relationship I have with my voice teacher. We're always just looking for ways to expand what um, what I want to be doing and what I can be doing. And same goes with I keep in combat stuff. I just did a short fight film yesterday and. I say yes to small projects like that with friends because they keep me busy and meeting people and, you know, new directors and new this and... And creatively full. Yeah. You really getting that energy out there and, and keeping yourself on that high of knowing I'm doing something and knowing I'm I'm pursuing and keeping myself... Alive. Alive. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I got a big question. Oh, no where do you see your career in five years told you it was a big one
1: <sighs> His career is so hard to predict because you can say yes to one thing tomorrow and that changes things or mm-hmm. you know it depends what you're saying yes to but um, I think you just you kind of say yes so it's hard to to the right things but it, it's hard to <laughs> predict
2: that was the biggest BS answer ever <laughs> no I love it because
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it was But I also, um, I think where my brain went with that is I, I read Judy Dench's book a while back and she said something about that's how her career happened. She just kept saying yes to the things that she felt good about saying yes to. Yeah. Without any idea of where that would end up. And I kind of would like my career just to be me doing that. I like that. So I'm not exactly sure I would like to be doing certain things. Musical theater, keeping up with my, like, the action on stage and on film, but it's uh, it's really me saying yes to
2: exciting things is where I want to be in five years. I love that. Before before starting our own theater company, I would have answered you differently. I would have probably only said, I want to be consistently working on Broadway and in film. <laughs> and now, <laughs> which is, which is not bad... probably the answer you've given
0: me when we first met. Uh,
2: I think that's most definitely the answer <laughs> I gave you when we first met. Um, and I still... Uh, I still believe that dream, in that dream and that goal um, of the next five years. Uh, but with this now, I am adding to that. I want to be creating um, new work. I see myself, I, actually, I love to write, and I have never written anything for the stage or for film or anything. I, I write poetry for myself. But I have stories within my being that I want to bring to the world so i actually see myself creating new work in the next 5 years and um bringing them to to life and and through this company i think i might be doing that
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah so we're going to move on to what i call the fun portion of the interview <laughs> this has been
2: so fun already of course and but now they, i'm excited these oh. are the,
0: just the random things
2: okay more excited
0: where is the best spot to go for a run in new york city
2: <gasps> can i answer Yeah, yours is better than mine. I, okay, I live in Washington Heights, and I go over to the entrance at the freeway exit on Riverside, and I run from the 160s down all the way to the 60s where the sailboats dock on the Hudson River.
0: It's a good fun place. Yeah, Yeah. it's
2: my favorite. I I rollerblade, because I I babysit
1: and teach piano down there, but I rollerblade in Battery Park City a lot, and I do really like that, because you just get a good
2: breeze. Totally. Um, We had a picnic there the other day. Yeah, we did. What did you have? Cheese and um, hummus, hummus, carrots, crackers, and a little um, smirnoff.
0: Oh, of course. uh. Yeah,
2: because it was the only twist top twist top in the grocery store. We couldn't get wine or beer. I was a little disappointed they didn't make us put it in like the cliche paper bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you clear clear your mind from the stresses of life?
2: I'm still trying to to find the best way for me um but actually running is one of my most meditative and grounding things I can do for myself mm-hmm. um any form of exercise really um gets me out of a funk so if I'm mad or if I'm like bubbling with stress I will actually do a workout and feel better I was just about to say that too yeah
1: something a more recent discovery for me but it's discovered it and then went into all this so i'm glad i discovered it when i did. yeah it's uh definitely working out and just kind of getting your brain and your body going yeah on a different level
2: um being i'm an extrovert so being social helps me um Mm -hmm. if i just can't then i'll go and have a drink with a friend or something and you know some days you just need a bottle of wine you know what i mean Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) it's true Mm -hmm. so i have an individual question for you each who wants to go first
2: Go for it. So I was about to say, go for it, Caitlin. Okay, I'll go. (laughs) I said it first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best coast?
2: West coast.
0: (laughs) Oh, she did it. She did it.
1: No, I'm no. Wait, no. Oh
2: no! What am I I supposed supposed to say?
0: You're on the east coast now, baby. I know, but I'm
2: from Portland. I got a rep.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna put her on the hot seat now. (laughs) Toronto or New York?
1: (laughs) New York. All right, that's good. I love Toronto. I love Toronto to pieces. But it's beautiful, like seriously, beautiful mm-hmm. city. I rehearsed there for I Disney. Just, yeah. I love it's it there. Gorgeous, and I loved where I lived and loved the people, but it's just not New York. Not New York and I know that seems so cliche. But no. it's also for the industry, it's not the same. It's really not.
2: And um, I get to say I live in New York City. Totally. I? No, I'll always say what? West Coast is best coast, but have I moved away from New York Maybe yet? You haven't. <laughs> no. Since it's hot and
0: it's the summer, please describe your perfect frozen yogurt. (laughs) Toppings and all.
2: Okay, so mine, with frozen yogurt, I go for the more vanilla-y base. So I'll do like a vanilla and a white chocolate and like a cake flavor and like another kind of white chocolate and maybe a coconut. But they're all like the more (laughs) white base. That sounds
0: awful. Do you want to name it? What? You should name it. What, what, what do you call that?
2: Um, the colors of vanilla? The colors of vanilla. <laughs> um, the five Marcus. shade 50 shades of white.
0: Right. I love it.
2: Yeah. Um, and I'll put, half of it will be fruit, and then the other half will be, like, reese's and reese's, um... Pieces. Is that your favorite candy? I do love Reese's. My favorite candy. And like all forms of chocolate and like crumbly, and then I'll put caramel over the top of it all. Sounds Mm. good. Oh yeah, it's really intense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I tend to if there's a cake flavor, I tend to always start with that. I'll go through moods where I would just want like a fruit flavor. I want like coconut and something light and raspberry and stuff. But even, but starting with. My ideal is starting with the cake base, and then I add whatever fruit flavor that's up there that I like. Yeah. It's usually a coconut or a strawberry or raspberry. And then (laughs) I mostly go for, like, I'll grab a couple gummies. I always do that because whatever ones look good to me that day. That's true. I grab a couple gummies because I'll just eat them separately. (laughs) See, Um, this was the
2: fun part of the Conversation. This is actually the series. This was very <laughs> this serious very for us because we talked about getting. Yeah, I'm, I might have to go get some now.
1: Um, Oops, sorry. But caramel is one of my favorite things ever. Um, so that always happens. She says and caramel. I say caramel.
0: What do I say? I say what? caramel.
1: Caramel. Oh. Yeah. Caramel. I feel like I do both. If I'm thinking about Maybe it's it, it's a Canadian I, thing. She also says sorry.
0: Well that's definitely a Canadian thing. Shut up.
2: <laughs> I've been fixing it since I lived here. I don't think she should fix it. I'm just Well, I mean it out. if I'm playing buffalo,
1: I need to not yeah, say sorry. sorry. Well it's almost the same. It's close. It's sorry. Very, it's very
0: close. <laughs>
1: <sighs> but yes. And then whatever chocolates hit my fancy that day, but I like sprinkles. Sprinkles are always on Really? Ra- rainbow or Rainbow sprinkles. <clears throat> no, I don't like the chocolate ones. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't like them. I like them either. The rainbow sprinkles are just one of my favorite things about getting ice cream.
2: Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I feel like... It's why just, do you like them? I feel like they don't taste they just, very
1: good. They, they just add but a crunch. Colorful. And they're colorful. I think they add a little crunch to the ice cream or something. And in
0: Pride Month, you got to have the rainbow.
2: I mean, I will rainbow. always do that. I will always rep the Pride Month rainbow sprinkle. Mm. But.
0: So we're going to move into what I call the Pot 5 Rapid Fire. So I'm going to give you five pop culture things, oh, I'm and not you are be going to give me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Word phrase, whatever you want.
2: I don't watch TV. I don't like listen well, well, to normal music. Well, Just we'll be see great. How you do whatever it. comes to your brain, there, Darlene.
0: Yeah. Num- number one.
2: Frozen yogurt.
0: <laughs> well, it could work. I don't know. Uh, number one is Disney.
2: Just the first thing that comes to first mind. Esma, Beauty and the Beast.
0: You can expand upon it if you would like to.
2: I played
1: Esma. Um, when I was a kid, the first thing I ever started to sing was "Bell." So, especially with the hype up, I'm like, "Have
0: you seen the movie?" That's
1: my part, actually. No, I watched. <gasps> yeah, I
0: haven't had time night. to get I to the movies.
1: Would you think?
0: I did not like it.
1: I was okay with it. I
0: was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. I've heard
1: mixed things, so I'm interested to see it for myself.
2: I felt mixed things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number two, Wonder Woman.
2: Cool, amazing.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the movie
2: yet? <laughs> <Not> yes.
1: <laughs> um, Feel so bad. This is all like forever stuff, and I I loved it. I really did because I think the story's important, and I also like she's kick ass, and I loved her origin story. Um, just want to be her. Um, but there's I and my friend said it's because it wasn't an IMAX theater I saw it in. Blah blah. blah but like I noticed the CGI, and That's I didn't not good. want to notice it. I'm yeah. like, did they just not take the time to do it? Things have come out quickly from them, but sure. it is my. I I think it's the only DC movie I've liked.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Can't wait yeah. to see it.
0: Number three, the Tony Awards.
2: Gimme. Neil Patrick Harris.
0: You're missing them? You're we have
2: rehearsal. We didn't think oh, that no. through. Yeah, when we were planning and uh, booking the space, we're going to be missing them.
0: Is everyone mad at you?
2: Uh, we're kinda mad at ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But we told everyone that we could record them and then watch them after rehearsals. That's a good
0: idea. Mm Mhm. Do you have any shows that you're like really rooting for?
1: Uh no. No. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what what is all in what categories. But I'm just my honestly I Don't think I've...
0: Not rooting for the Canadian musical? Come From Away?
1: I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah! I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but... I will root for it because I am Canadian! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but that nice. <laughs> we're the worst at like the specific people and in- yeah well, okay. apparently. So we'll, we'll, we'll i from... haven't really looked into the tony awards as much as you so my brain on is frying yeah, on terms of what's busy. going on
0: well we'll go from the antoinette perry awards to number four which is katie perry <laughs> oh
1: gosh. gosh oh that's good that's the
2: word colorful <laughs> fun <laughs> I'm so mad that this is the first thing that comes to my mind. But when I did my showcase, they thought it was a good idea for my song to be I Kissed a Girl. So my New oh. York debut was singing I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry, <laughs> which is why I didn't call get a call from anyone. Wow. Yeah. Do you know that's why? It was just...
1: That's what I like to tell oh, myself. Yes, of course. That's totally why jerks for making you sing. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: tension from the right Not side of tension. the Tension. I just was trying to, I You're realized cool. I. Um, but there is a Katy Perry reference in Elementop. actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Should, do you want to share it or should we come see the show to, to find we out? We should
2: come see the show.
0: You'll give everyone a wink when it comes up.
2: Yeah, a double totally. wink.
0: And number five is Game of Thrones.
2: Um, Dragons. Blood.
0: You excited <laughs> for the next season? Yes.
2: Yeah. I'm behind, because I was on a cruise ship when the latest season came out. Uh,
0: well, you have, you have time. It comes out in a couple weeks. Okay. So, every podcast, what I do is I have the previous guest ask my next guest a question.
2: Oh, fun. So,
0: this is a question from Cycle 5 of Rhapsody Collective. Okay. What's one thing you never want to see on stage again?
2: Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs>
0: fair <laughs> an you were very convicted I've that seen
2: answer. so many terrible productions of it that's
0: very that fair that
2: was my great I, production I was the narrator that's awesome and I but feel like you'd probably it be, be done good at that so I've never seen a good production of it and I don't care to find out if the next one will be good or not
0: that's fair <laughs> so Sophie doesn't want to see that
2: I don't even know um <laughs>
0: it doesn't have to be a show it can be anything
1: Okay, well, the thing that's coming to my brain right now is something I saw in Toronto Fringe, but it was just as weird, like, these clowns decided to do... It looked really cool, props to their poster, but it was nonsense and stupid, and I couldn't get out because of the way the seating had railings. I literally would have been walking on stage to leave, so...
2: <laughs> you don't want felt... to see Toronto clowns on stage <laughs> no, thank you. No more Toronto clowns.
0: <laughs> well, now's your turn to ask my next guest a question.
2: Oh. <sighs> That's exciting. Um, You were a dessert. What dessert would you be? Why? Is that what you want to ask?
1: No. First thing I'm thinking of.
0: Because you want frozen yogurt.
1: I really want dessert now.
2: (laughs) I want to ask the next person what their aha moment was in deciding to make um, theater, because you mostly interview theater people, right? So make theater their career.
0: Cool. You like that I like it. Done and done. Smart
2: and done.
1: Well, tone. if
0: you've made it this far in the podcast, use hashtag podcast diverse. Where can we find you on social media?
2: Um, I am on Instagram. It's at Sophie Mosh, S-O-P-H-I-E-M-O-S-H, which is the beginning of my last name.
0: So smart. So smart.
2: And, uh, I don't keep up with Twitter because I struggle.
1: Um... My Instagram basically posts to all my other media, so it's at underscore Caitlin Farley. Easy. And then Yeah, and then we also have a Instagram account for our production company. Um, so since it's Fight the Good Fight Productions, it's
2: at F-T-G-F Productions. And, and we post updates on our shows, and um, after this is over, we'll be posting um, probably audition notices and whatever we're working on next.
0: Great. Well, Fight the Good Fight presents LMNOP at West Beth Beth Center for the Arts, June 16th to June 18th. Thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you so much.